right, welcome to episode two of Spilt Milk, recapping, summarizing, driving all your Puja Milk Reloaded League activities. Of course, I am your host, Diz, uh, always pause on Diz, longtime commissioner, two-time PMR champion, joined as always by the man we all love. That's right. Uh, his. Thank you. Yeah. Do you think anyone else will listen to this other than who's in the league? That would be, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. It could be a thing. It like, very well could. Fantasy football league podcasts that you listen to, you don't even know anybody in the league. Could you imagine? You got to. They're stupid people. They might listen to it. What's you know, you can never underestimate the <laughs> amount of stupid people that that has been proven to me over and over again. And on yeah. top of it, I, I'm pretty confident we have some characters in this league right now. Well, it's just you and I. There's a lot of layers to the onion. There's uh -huh. some there's some interesting people. Well, we could have a special. We could have Brad come on and talk about yeah. like missile preparation. Mike that's Barrett right. can talk about packaging because that's what he <laughs> does. You know, we could have special editions. I. I totally I totally agree. I uh, yeah. I, I I was having. I was laughing to myself about Brad and just the, the secrecy, you know, involved. And I was just like, I'm sure that Brad's fantasy team could be helped by the alien technology that I'm sure he's like come into right. possession of in the past <laughs> few years. Um, he's torturing the hell out of aliens for who he should start at quarterback yeah. or defense this week. Exactly. Um, all right. So. This this episode, this is our week one, or well, I should say it's our week two edition, post week one edition. Uh, the draft podcast was a little long, um, but there's a lot there, you know. And if you want to, if you want to hear our thoughts That's on what the she individual said. Yeah. teams, right. right? And you know, I think the other thing, Jock, as we did it, and as then as I edited that podcast, almost immediately a feeling of this is not going to age well. There will be something inevitably we say oh. that will be proven wrong or, uh, you know, we might come away with egg on our face. But you know what? We're we're brave and bold gentlemen, are we? It not? only took two days. I've had worse things on my face. You know That's what I mean? Right. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, recreation. The other funny thing, too, Jock, looking back, and I'm sure it'll be the case again here, there were jokes you made I didn't get in the moment. I totally spaced on them, and then I was editing, and I'm like, oh, Giacomo wanted to pick Amon Ron St. Brown. Yeah. He wasn't saying that it was a bad pick. He was saying he wanted to pick him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the moment, I was like, well, don't do not do that. That's a terrible idea. Uh, um, you, but, no, well, you wait and see. Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking of things that might not age well. So, <laughs> I, you know, off the top, I think I want to address here, and we can talk a bit about it. I think the three teams that I had in the running for um, Matt Millen Award for Draft and Aptitude, and which, by the way, don't be distracted by what I'm about to say. I stand by this grade. I stand by uh, the conclusions I've drawn, despite any week one, uh, <laughs> any week one uh, yeah. undermining that your performances have done. But I think it does bear uh, mention that Barchi was the top scoring team in the league. Um, so. He has since confirmed that he did, in fact, auto-draft that team. That's not a team that he selected. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, he had the wisdom to do that. But as I said previously, I think Matt Millen would have also auto-drafted had that been an option afforded to him. Um, <laughs> so, Barchi comes up big. In the other part of the running, I think his teams we were looking at that we thought maybe weren't going to be so great, uh, Baskins, lights out, uh, no power-drafted camper team. Uh, 15780. He he pretty well dominated the competition. Yeah. Let's go game by game. And then Brad in the Laurel Park Desert Rosas. Um 
also found a way to win uh, one pretty big on James. Um, you know, so it goes to show you, I mean, if, if week one's any indication, maybe they're not the worst team. I, I would, like I said, I stand by what I thought. And that has to do with, I think my feelings about the longevity of those teams, not necessarily their initial roster. And Barchi, I think was a great example. I know we looked at his wide receiver depth and thought, okay, great. Uh, if he has a couple things go well with running backs, you know, he could have some big weeks with right. Dak. Uh, and, and I think we saw that, but we'll see how that pans out as the season progresses. We've already got our first season ending running back injury. Uh, we got mm. a nearly season ending wide receiver injury that hit my team. And I'm sure some others that are out there that uh, aren't as high on my radar. But with that, I guess we'll we'll, we'll jive, jump right into mm. uh, our recap of week one matches. Sound good, Jock? Sure. Let's do it. So. First on my list is the uh, flagrant um, stomping of my team, too hard, too hard, too soft, by the mighty Mike Barrels. Uh, Yahoo liked his draft, uh, and out of the gate, certainly I, I got to feel uh, some of that. Um, you know, led by Russell Wilson, had a very big day, 30, 38 points, close to 40. Uh, McCaffrey expectedly turns in a pretty good performance. Darren Waller does a great has a great night. Um, you know, he's got some standouts that really popped off the board here. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Robbie Anderson, you had a lot of trash to talk about Robbie Anderson oh, in our draft podcast, but he showed up for this one at least. He's awful. He's awful. He, he, <laughs> he, I mean, he only got, what am I looking at here? Three, he must've caught a bomb. He, three targets. Oh, he scored a 57 yarder. There you go. So, uh, you know, yeah. And, and then, the other guy, the Tennessee guy, I mean, but if, if your starting running back is going to get you close to 25, which McCaffrey usually will, that and then and then Waller balls out the way he did against mm -hmm. Baltimore, you know. And Russell Wilson had a, had quite a day too. But see, and we're going to talk about this more. You're going to see guy teams with that had 30 something from their quarterback and they lost. So right. that's why, and you know, quarterbacks are not unless you, they drop an egg like Tannehill did for you. Your quarterbacks are not not nearly the most important spot. I mean, they're important if you don't get the points. Yeah. But if you get what you should, they're not. You know what yeah, I mean? If you it's get anywhere near the average, generally, it's not going to tip the balance of the game. So, yeah, I mean, on the on the losing side of this matchup, um, you know, like you said, Robbie Anderson is kind of – he does have a boomer bust reputation. I think your knock on Denver running backs maybe shows a bit here in terms of uh, Williams not really registering a huge day. Uh, Melvin Gordon and and for Barchi's sake really came through. He had a very large oh, play. I he'll die. Soon. He's gonna die. He'll be yeah. dead. He always does. He was in the category of dead guys that that you created last <laughs> week that I really enjoy. For me, just reflecting on my side of the ball, uh, Ryan Tannehill obviously disappointing for me in this league and elsewhere. But when your left tackle Tyler Lewin apologizes on Twitter for getting just owned, he gave up five sacks. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's really, you're going to struggle. So they looked a little shell-shocked. I'm concerned, but I, I think there's probably brighter days ahead. Um, Joe Mixon popped out for me in, in a good way. Obviously, Julio Jones was part of that flop. Um, but, you know, I, I lost week one, but I think there's a lot to be encouraged about. Um, I was obviously saddened to see Jerry Judy leave the game. He was off to a great start, uh, but left. And uh, obviously, Jamal Williams on the Lions 
looks encouraging, but you know, hard to, hard to believe that's going to keep rolling. Anything else, Jack, you want to call out here? No, I mean, for you, you got Kamara and Mixon did about what, you know, their average of what they could do. So that's Mm -hmm. encouraging. And, and and I think, you know, Tannehill and and Julio, I think it's not so much that Tennessee's not good. It's that Arizona's really good. You know what I mean? So it's not, I think you'll be okay with those guys. Yeah, I, I certainly would like to think so on the bear side. DJ Shark also showed up, but from what I'm hearing, I didn't watch the game. Uh, the Jacksonville was a bit of a train wreck mm-hmm. um, in terms of their actual real football performance. So we'll see how that plays out. Looking at the next matchup, his beard knows. So that's um, the always quiet, reserved, professional <laughs> Mikey Bagdoian uh, taking on the man, his here. Yeah. Uh, when he got the better of you this week, um, you know, I, I'll let you, because this is your game, I'll let you get the first points in here. Well, and this is a good point for what I'm saying about quarterbacks. So Jalen Hurts gets you 34 and a half. That's, you're going to take that, right? But right. where did you lose? Well, Mike Evans, nothing. And then I didn't want Mike Evans. That's just, I, it's always tough with the Tampa weapons. You never know who's going to ball out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't the guy that game. It was Antonio Brown. And obviously, I had the issues with the running backs, with uh, with Gus Edwards dying. So I had to start Kenyon Drake. And encouraging, Kenyon Drake actually got half of the carries um, or half of the touches. I don't know if it was carries, but he he did get the ball a lot. Only nine and a half points, but there's there's potential there. But yeah, I mean, when you got Mahomes doing forty five, and then you you know Ceedee Lamb up in the up in the twenties, even Daryl Henderson had a good game. That that's going to be tough to beat. So you know, I, I mean. Austin E. Calaire, as I like to call him, <laughs> I don't think he's that good anyway. And they needed any show, you know, and Washington's a decent defense. So, you know, week one is hardly ever a, a microcosm of what the season's actually going to be. So that's kind of, I'll, I'll leave that at that there. But for, for, for Mikey's side, you know, Dalvin Cook's going to give you that. Um, I think DJ Moore is going to put up solid numbers. You know, I don't know if we can always rely on CD Lamb to do that much damage, but right a- as we thought, it's a solid team. I think he's got. Yeah, most definitely, and, and I think the Cowboys don't want to throw. I mean, looking, I don't know if who who's got Zeke in our league. It's we'll look forward here. I think it's Baskin, but not not a great day for Ezekiel Elliott and that Cowboys game. But I don't think they want to throw the way they did in that game. So obviously, that would have an impact on future expectations for CD Lamb. I think, Jack, looking at your team, obviously Kelsey did what you expect Kelsey to do. Right. Um, but, you know, I think as we're all kind of later round pick teams, you're trying to figure out how, how to stack your lineup right here in the early weeks and how matchups are actually going to play out, uh, how, how shares are going to work out. I'd say wide receiver, as I look at week one, obviously it looks a little uneasy. Marvin Jones showed up. Um, but, you know, uh, with Tyler Boyd and... Well, Deontay Johnson did okay for you, but obviously room to improve there at, yeah. at the wide receiver spot. Um, yeah, and they're saying Tyler Boyd could be the odd man out with uh, Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins in Cincinnati. So, but you know, again, it's too, and that's the thing with him. We'll talk. I, I'll talk a little bit about it now. But Trey Sermon, I picked him in the sixth round, and he he was a healthy scratch, right? And now James spent all his loot almost on that other guy. Do the Niners ever stick with running one running back over the past five, six years? Not right. that I remember. So, well, we'll, they, yeah, Bones evidently fractured differently on the West Coast because they they <laughs> they pile up injuries. Right. At least that's been the recent trend. 
yeah, so we'll get to that side of it. I agree. Trey Sermon potentially has brighter days ahead. And, you know, who knows when, when, uh, I mean, Mozart didn't make people wait long to, uh, meet the expectations of being injured. Unfortunately for him, obviously, yeah. you know, the, the human and the player has worked hard, but probably a um, nice human. Yeah. Disappointing and not entirely unexpected. Although <laughs> like a few plays into the game was, was less than what you would hope for. Looking then to the other in the running. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, he was my, um, not, if I hadn't been feeling bad for Baskin about being without power, being in a camper and texting me and not getting responses, um, you know, I would have probably given him the mantle of worst draft, but, um, you know, as I mentioned, Barchi took it and, and he went on to win. So Baskin goes out and goes a little crazy here on Dan Bellato on Dan's run and shoot, which is the name I've always loved. Um, not that Dan had a bad day. Dan's got a, a good team as we talked about, but Baskin really getting rolling with obviously this big shootout with Tom Brady. I think Rob Gronkowski surprising everybody in terms of really putting up points. And then Tyler Lockett, Lockett, uh, throwing it down seems to power him to victory. At least as I look at the quick summary here, Jock, what's your read on this matchup? Yeah, like I, I mean, and Dan, Dan had a decent week too. So this mm-hmm. is one of those. I've always been an advocate for we should play two games every week, one against the entire league in the top six win and then head-to-head. But that's a different – and this would be a case where, you know, Dan kind of got a raw deal here. Because And I'm sorry, I love Baskin. He got lucky. Mm-hmm. Thursday night game, and Brady's going to be good but he's probably not going to put up 40 points. Gronk's definitely not going to put up 25. He might not even play anymore until the playoffs. Um, And then Tyler Lockett, they got DK Metcalf there. You can't expect him to get 31 every week. But, you know, kudos to him here because this is probably the highest point total he'll have all season. (laughs) I mean, you know, and that's to say Justin Jefferson had a pretty uh, pedestrian game, 10 points. So that's his best player that I see on here. So. Yeah, and, and lots of reasons, like you said, for uh, Dan to be excited about what could lie ahead. Um, Josh Allen, I think, had a hard day. I think he's going to have brighter days ahead. Matt Stafford, I mean, you know, the Lions homer and probably both of us, he looked pretty electric. And, uh, well, he looked happy to be playing football, which is something that we're not used to seeing on his face, or at least I wasn't. Um, and he seemed to have a chemistry with Cooper Cup. So yeah. we'll see if that continues to play out. Um you know, obviously for my sake, I'd like it to be Robert Woods, but at least in that first game, Cooper Cup seemed to be the man. Yeah, they, no, I mean, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the media is making it like Stafford was in hell uh, here, but I don't think that's Stafford doing that. But that's another, that's another podcast no. topic too. So. Well, and let's be fair. Detroit is sort of gray and under <laughs> a cloud of smoke a lot of the times. Now, I'm not saying it's entirely fair, of course, but I don't know that, uh, I would be loving being the quarterback of a team uh, like the Detroit Lions. So good for him. Good for fantasy owners in the Rams state of affairs. And, you know, let's hope his back holds out and he doesn't uh, somehow injure his throwing hand and start wearing a glove because we all know that is the sign of a huge drop-off for Matt Stafford, at least (laughs) if past seasons are an indication. So we're through three games. Uh, We're going to take a quick break to pay some bills here, let you guys listen to a commercial, and we'll be right back. We're father and son, so when it comes to modernizing, you are done. No jobs too big, no jobs too small. We're father and son, we'll do it all. Let our family build a beautiful room addition for your family. 
or add an entire second floor of extra living space. No jobs too big. No jobs too small. Dear father and son, give us a call. For a free home estimate, call 585-5500. All right, we're back. We're going to work our way through the second half of these week one matchups. Uh, before we get to our weekly preview and uh, discussion of waiver wire, at least today works out. We're recording this here on Wednesday afternoon. So uh, digesting what we've seen go down on waivers, but let's jump in to the matchups team offline, Nick Brazen taking on Michael Servi's tip top team, which I don't believe is a name he chose, but is a name that I like very much. I've been hoping someone will take by curious uh, but I've been unable to sell that idea so far, and I like my team, so maybe that'll be a future name. But <laughs> breaking down the box score here, uh, I watched some of the highlights from this Ravens game, um, Ravens-Raiders game, and people were really on social media just going crazy about what an awesome game this was. Uh, I wish I had seen it. I didn't watch it, but I just saw some of the highlights. Jack, did you happen to catch it? Yeah, I watched most of it. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson looked like Lamar Jackson, good and bad. So he fumbled mm-hmm. twice, and that's why they lost the game. I mean, sometimes, gotcha. you know, and obviously with the Ravens, they've had a lot of issues with running back. So I think Lamar was trying to do a little more than he should have. Um, they're, they're the better team. I mean, the Raiders give them all the credit in the world. And that's why if you were in one of those eliminator things, mm-hmm. you know, I the Rams had a sparkly new stadium that no one's ever been in. They played for empty in a year. That's the team to pick, and you saw what they did. Raiders had the same thing, sparkly new stadium last year that no one was in, and they played like it. So that's no – but the, the, the Ravens are going to be good. If you've got him, you know, and obviously Nick had Andrews here who didn't do well, but I, I wouldn't yeah. fret that too much. I think they're going to be solid. I wouldn't fret Derrick Henry. I think Arizona's got really good defense. So he's got a really good team, you know, and then to go on – and this is my thing about quarterbacks. There's Herbert only hit 17.75, but look how Tyreek Hill balled out, Amari Cooper balled out, which I don't always trust him doing that. I definitely don't trust David Montgomery to give you 20 points. That Here's another prediction. That'll be his highest of the season. He sucks. He's garbage. Yeah. So, <laughs> when you when I saw, still going to suck, I, as I said. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, Tyreek Hill and Amari Cooper, that's a good receiver combination. But, again, how much do we trust Cooper? I don't know. No, totally agree. And I, I think if you're offline here, you're looking at Lamar Jackson, he's going to have brighter days. Uh, that Arizona offense looks very encouraging in their first outing. So Hopkins yeah. feels like he could have a high high ceiling. Tennessee and Derrick Henry, I think it's it's reasonable to think they're going to bounce back. I think Arizona's got a pretty good defense. And Brandon Cooks is a nice bright spot here. When you think about now we're rocking uh, to Rod Taylor um, and you know just expectations being very low in Houston. Brandon Cooks really was the uh, the pref- preferred target for him and, and looks to continue. And, and it wasn't like Terod Taylor had a bad showing. I don't yeah. know from a, a fantasy standpoint how he did, but I'll, I'll say from a real football quarterback standpoint, he looked reasonably good. But that's the only thing, again, week one, they basically played an expansion team in Jacksonville. So you got to mm-hmm. – you, you, you know what I mean? I'm not uh, – Yeah, seen measure your expectations. That's yeah, true. exactly. And the same with those big games. Obviously, Tree Hill's going to have those. Uh, he'll be up and down a bit because they have a lot of people they can feed that ball to. Uh, but Amari Cooper, like you mentioned, I mean, I don't know that it's the expectation that Dallas throw as much as they did in that game. Um, uh, you know, Tampa Bay's run defense is, is in the top echelon of the league. And, and the same, uh, we're not talking about this game anymore other than uh, Hibbert. I always want to say Ebert because it sounds much fancier, <laughs> but he goes with Herbert. 
which is just it's a terrible way to say it. Say your name <laughs> yeah. like you're a French person. Um, but uh, the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers, who I still like to call uh, San Diego, uh, Washington, while being not the most respected franchise in the NFL, does have a great front seven. Uh, so being able to slow down Austin, the Eclair, um, not, you know, not totally unexpected. He's shaken off a little rust, a little bit of an injury, sure. probably brighter days ahead for him too. Um, and, you know, even thinking about Lamar, I, I think their running backs did pretty well. We're about to get to Tyson Williams when we get to Brad's matchup, yeah. but you know, clearly they're getting some people back on board. It looked like they went to Mark Ingram more in that game from the highlights I saw, which is not terribly surprising given that he was in a training camp. He's an older back, but compared to the other guys, mean, uh, in. he's on Houston. Oh, sorry. Mark Ingram. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Latavius Murray. Pardon me. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So Mark, Mark Ingram had a reasonably good game yes, again versus a JV squad. Um, but in this case, uh-huh. I am thinking of the former uh, Latavius Murray Thanks. in this case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he, he's in game shape as I'm hearing about it. LaShawn McCoy and Devonta Freeman, although I have pretty low expectations for Devonta Freeman myself, um, might see their share grow as they get, you know, uh, their Geritol the, working through their, their bloodstream. The Ravens are going to be right there at the end of the season. From what I saw, they're, they're going to, they're going to be all right. That, that Vegas stadium was, was amped. It was the old, you know, Raider crate Raider nation. It was sweet. That's mm-hmm. definitely go. We should have a podcast of stadiums to go to and Vegas yeah. has got to be up there now. That's uh that looked fun. I have to imagine too. And, and, um, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, NFL has a YouTube channel where you can watch kind of all the big plays of any game you want uh, free of charge. So if you want to check that out, that's how I saw portions of the highlights before Julie showed up and was like, do we really have to watch this? <laughs> <laughs> so we watched something else. But I agree with you, Jock. It looked pretty electric. And, uh, you know, they definitely added something to the game. Yeah. So the next one, our Matt Millen Award for Draft an aptitude recipient takes on Mark and the joint chiefs of Stafford uh, leads the league in scoring this week. And I, and I like his name change. The bar choose doormats is an Uh, excellent team. He's true. Let me, let me say something. And I said this, I said, if he gets a number two running back, this is a good team. And look at what he did. Swift 25.4 Gordon 26.3. Now, if they're if I ever said anything, Gordon's going to be dead before the end of the year. He won't finish the season. He always he hasn't in I don't mm-hmm. in probably twenty five years obviously hasn't played that long he won't so that's not going to happen and Swift I mean the these opening games the Lions aren't going to be in a lot of forty one to thirty three games they're just right. not they'll be in a lot of forty to three games but not, and but and we're not to get into this but they'll they'll have a lot of fight in them so I'm not saying Swift's not going to be decent mm-hmm. he's not going to have twenty five every game week he's just not so you know. But it does seem like Jamal Williams has his share in there too, which, which depending, I mean, he, Jamal Williams technically started the game for whatever that means. I don't know that it means much at all, but he was their starter and, and they both came away with pretty good games, but yeah, having looked through that draft episode, listened to it closely. I remember very specifically you saying, you know, if Swift's good and he gets another running back, He's one player away from potentially being pretty good. And there and is. I, and I think Hawk's going to be around. I mean, Hawk didn't even, he had a touchdown and like, eight, but 21.7 points. He, he, I mean, he didn't even have like a huge game as far as actual football. Right. You know what I mean? That was no, just, but I, he's going to be, like I said, he's going to be up there in, in the tight ends. And then as long as Prescott stays healthy, I, he's probably going to be QB1. I mean, he was showing it last year. He was on his way for mm-hmm. 6,000 yards. So we, hey, we're probably completely wrong about Barchi. His best player 
you know, if you're talking fantasy, Adams didn't even have a good game. So, yeah, well, and that and that would have been his probably his first. Yeah, that would have been his first pick. Um, yeah, Devontae yeah. Adams had a very characteristically muted game. He's got other talent there. You know, I'll maintain. I think there's some flimsiness to this team. Um, he's got two Houston running backs on his bench. You know, these were the dead guys that you'd mentioned, and some of the rest of the dead guy staff that you mentioned last week. Um, but David Johnson, you know, and Philip Lindsay both have, I guess, flexible looking stats here on the bench. I don't think that's going to be the case the rest of the year. So, well, and Ingram, this is Martin, one of the, Ingram had 80, 80 yards in that game, too. So, I right. guess they just handed it. I, I don't know. Was Jacksonville, did they have like a high school JV squad on? Yeah. I, 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 from like, what I understood, they're they're still learning how to, how to do defense. That's, <laughs> evidently, they don't do that in the college ranks. And in the NFL, it's a, it's a thing you need to know. Um the other thing I guess I'd add here, uh, screw you for taking Dallas Goddard. He would have been my round 10 pickup, and I'm looking at him on your bench with 12 points. Bart, you give me a call. Uh, <laughs> Stafford has a great game for uh, Joint Chiefs of Stafford, but uh, the big surprise of the week for most people is the newly LASIK receiving Jameis Winston just torching the Green Bay Packers, which is just great to see. Um, I, I do like to see Aaron Rodgers in pain as a yeah. Lions fan. Oh. Plus, he looked like a 60-year-old biker. Do you see his slick hair after the like? He's, yeah. He's a tool belt. I've got that meme to post. There's a pretty good one on the topic. But, you know, um, not a bad day. Kyle Pitt's probably pretty disappointing for Mark. Um, you know, you're hoping more for more from him. But he's a rookie, and it's the first game. Uh, his kicker registered zero points, which is pretty disappointing, although kickers are kickers. But I think in everything I heard, you know, Winston learning from Drew Brees last year and the offense is really tailored to him. I think Mark's going to have, if he wants, a trade chip here because he's going to have two of the top ten quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right here. I mean, that I think we're not overreacting if we say that, knowing what the Rams and what the Saints are as far as how their offenses work. I I think those guys are going to be there. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that, and I think that similar but different, obviously, to Jared mm-hmm. Goff. You know, when you're the first overall pick in the draft, you have tangible traits that can make you a special player. It's, it's just it is what it is. It comes down to the intangibles, and that that bit with Drew Brees and kind of a new change in environment and uh, some LASIK surgery may be all he needed to, mm-hmm. you know, cross. Well, oh, you remember his last threshold. year in Tampa, though, from a fantasy standpoint, he was awesome. He just also mm-hmm. had a lot of interceptions, but I, I think 5,000 yards. I mean, he was, he was a good fantasy quarterback. Now I think, you know, maybe being with Drew Brees for your made him a, also a winning quarterback. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. That's mistakes. And their defense isn't terrible either. So he, right. the, the pressure to do the thing, to try to win the game yourself that a lot of rookies feel wasn't there. So, and then the last one here, Laurel park, desert Rosas, um, Let's see how Logan Thomas did. Holy shit, Logan Thomas got ten and a half points. Well, uh, I got to bleep something out again. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, but Debo Samuel really show, showed up for Brad. Looking at this box score, and obviously Kyler Murray, Keenan Allen did what Keenan Allen does, which is be you know really reliable and stable. Wow, Corey Davis also on the bench. Mike Williams. So not terrible performances in terms of wide receivers for Brad. Although losing Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, depth player for him. Um, for me, kind of scary Terry McLaurin performed a little less, I think, because of that quarterback change. But positive showing for Brad. Oh, Raheem Mostert. That's where it is. So, you know, yeah. 
karma's a thing evidently because he had tyson williams he didn't start him incidentally <laughs> um he's lucky though yeah because he's right. got the replacement you know for uh, in his lineup not obviously but yeah well, it does balance out i mean i think if you're a mozart owner wow that sucks um as somebody who owned barkley last year i can tell you that i know exactly how that goes and i didn't pick him mozart didn't get picked nearly as early uh but like you said it it kind of works out in that he's got uh a re replacement in waiting. I, I don't think Debo Samuel's going to do this again. Um, obviously, I'm a Brandon, yeah. Brandon Ayuk guy. Yeah. Um, I wish the 49ers had been a little more transparent about that they just weren't even going to attempt right. to use him. Um, he dressed, but he didn't play very much. Uh, so yeah, apparently Brandon he was he because of injuries. He was lower on the depth chart. It wasn't anything to do with who they like. So, mm -hmm. and you're not going to play the Lions every week. And we can. There's another podcast, Lions Secondary podcast <laughs> they, they blow there's the podcast so i mean you know that's not i yeah. don't expect that from any san francisco receiver moving forward well and certainly losing their top quarterback isn't cornerback rather isn't going to help that any going forward i think it's only going to be harder um on james's side of the ball I, you know i have split feelings here and let me get them out um <laughs> one there's a part of me that's delighted to see james suffer right uh, you know, like, oh, man, who's got Aaron Rodgers? James does. Oof, oof. <laughs> you know, I get that moment of gloating uh, and kind of enjoying myself. And then in terms of knowing, oh, Jameis Winston exploded, but he didn't throw to Callaway at all. <laughs> There's those moments mm -hmm. of that rivalry. But then the flip side of that for me is that both James and I are on the bottom half of the league this week. Mm -hmm. Right. But I am very confident that James and I are going to be contenders deep into the playoffs this year. Prove <laughs> me wrong, everyone. Prove me wrong. I hope that doesn't sit well with you. That's the point. No, I mean, I just wanted to see a live action shot of James watching NFL Red Zone and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers throwing an interception. And, you know, I, I mean, that is, uh, you know, the good news for him, though, and here's the thing with the Packers, and because you see on Brad's team too, Aaron Jones, 3.2 points. How many times over the past few years have they had a game like this, and then he says, calm down, it's okay, and then they come back and do what they normally do. Yeah, right. So, now, I, I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen, and even if it does happen, does that necessarily translate to Aaron Rodgers being a good fantasy quarterback? They could be a winning team, but it doesn't mean um, – but who I do think is a winning fantasy quarterback moving forward is his, is his other guy there, Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be – they've got great weapons there. As long as he stays healthy because he couldn't stay healthy all last year, I think he's going to be a solid guy, potential to be you know in the top 12. Wait, so, it's a, it's a, there's a decent uptick too for somebody like Corton Sutton. Uh, I know you're not a Denver wide receiver yeah, guy, is. but with the injury to Jerry Judy who was leading they the team. Played the they, well, they beat the Giants, but how about, they, they didn't do anything passing. They're not they're, they're a team that's going to win games like 20 to 14. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? See, here's why I'm loving doing this to you, Giacomo, is that we are so different in terms of heart versus like head and stats. <laughs> where I'm like their, their pass attempts are going to be high. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is alive and can throw the ball and doesn't immediately throw into coverage. So I think there'll be stats there, but you know what? Time will tell on that. Yeah, I no. think I, at bright spots for James, obviously everybody likes Antonio Gibson. Um, he's reasonably good there. Miles Sanders is catching passes, which is a great sign and seemed like he was getting a good amount of share 
Um, yeah, Hollywood Brown had it. That's my favorite guy. Right. He had an actual game. So well, yeah, he, he really did. Yeah. And watching the highlights, I mean, his name kept coming up. So it looked like that chemistry was there. It looks like he was making plays and looked trusted. So, you know, I don't think there's much question about running back depth on James' team. He's got a tight end who will generally really show up. Um, and he didn't even play Barkley. Yeah. So Barkley has a dud, but he didn't even start him. So, you know, I, 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 James is just not, well, as we found out, you know, we'll, we'll get to waivers here in just a second, but James isn't going to lie down after week one. James mm. is generally not the kind of overreact. I'm confident uh, we will be continuing our rivalry into the late season, hey. but I'm also confident that Elijah was saying like Aaron Rodgers and a number of profanities. Uh, after ex exposure <laughs> to dad over the weekend. That's right. That's right. So on that very high note, we're going to pause again to pay some more bills. Uh, yeah, as you know, they, they pile up. Uh, we will be back in just a moment. The continuing adventures of Mel Farr Superstar, fighting high prices to bring you a far better deal. Yes, I would guarantee you $500 more for your trade. Push it, pull it, or carry it in. It's worth $500 more. Use your trade as a down payment at least one of 110 escorts in stock from as low as $88 per month. The other dealers can't guarantee you $500 more for your trade, all for service to midnight, and they cannot fly either. Greenfield and 10 Mile. Okay. All right. All right. Welcome back to Spilt Milk. We're going to look forward to week two. Jay His or His and myself. Gonna pick out our games of the week. Yes. Jaza most. I will throw to you. Well, yeah, so I, I'm going with our surprise guy, Mr. Barchi. Um, number one after week one, going up against Bear, number three uh after week one. And uh they're neighbors, they live near each other, graduated high school together. So this is I mean, maybe they'll get together, have a few pops and 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 watch the watch the games together. But you know, Dak had a great game for Barchi. Russell Wilson had a had a great game for for Bear. Um, it's it's a good matchup here. Of we'll see. And then and then my question is, you know, you got Melvin Gordon again for Barchi. They're playing at Jacksonville, so he's probably going to keep rolling because as we saw, seventeen Houston running backs had like sixty yards against Jacksonville. So I'm assuming Melvin Gordon will have a good game. You know, and then you get his two Lions guys on Monday night at Green Bay and whether they win or not the lions usually you know do okay on those night games especially when they're playing out of green bay so i i i like him to roll i like him to roll the 2 and 0 our guy who we thought was going to you know crap out because you know you've got you've got two you've got uh, Robbie Anderson and McCaffrey for bear going to new orleans or no they're playing new orleans at home but still i think new orleans is going to feed off their momentum of their green bay win you got his Raiders guys, Jacobs and Waller, going to Pittsburgh. We know their defense is for real, so I see them taking a step back this week. So I think Barchi's going to 2-0. and Yeah, hard to argue with that, and that's the game I'm wanting to watch too. I think as a, just a second tier because I want to at least have two games that will spotlight. Uh, more on a ri personal rivalry, Balloons I Can Touch and Lick versus the Laurel Park Desert Roses. <laughs> oh. uh, just with the Roses name call out. Uh, you know, and the fact that we had uh, yeah, not entirely shredded his draft, but we're critical at points. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see how this one plays out. There's some up and down players here, um, you know, on both rosters where I think it could play out in, a, in, in an interesting match match up here. So Brad's going to be juggling to fill the hole uh, left by um, 
our guy Mozart. And then, you know, this should be a good one to watch. And these are the fun ones where, you know, these are people who grew up together. We can have a little fun and maybe we can get something going here in the chat. But I'm with you. I think that, you know, you take two of the higher scoring teams. Mike had the bigger different. I think it called out that he had he beat me by the most. So I lost by the most of any team <laughs> last week. Uh, you know, uh, two two pretty strong teams coming together, and I'm excited about this week. I think we're going to see some interesting. Be good. Will Brad keep the Baltimore defense in against Kansas City? Oof, I don't know. I don't know. This is why you build defensive depth. You well, let's I mean? see. Wait, does he have a backup? De- no, he didn't have. A, he didn't get a backup. Oof. Oh, Baltimore defense going to be on the waiver wire. I'm saying this is what happens when you torture the aliens in your secret base. They tell he you. wouldn't drop Cordero Patterson and get another defense. I shouldn't give him tips. Is this a tip line? I shouldn't no. do that. <laughs> well, you're going to want to hang on to Mozart because he could come back. You don't want to. Oh, he's got Mozart. You don't want. You don't no, wanna, he's, he's dead. He's dead. You don't want to blank that spot. He had well. two good runs and then he died. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, games of the week coming up. Looking forward to week two. We're going to go ahead and take another break, but when we come back, we will take a look at the results of the waivers that process overnight, again, today being Wednesday. Now at Little Caesars, two medium pizzas for $5.99. Pizza, pizza. Welcome back. This is our last segment of the show. Keep these things nice and tight for the balance of the week, week to week anyway. Maybe we'll have some special guests that might extend things here and there, but we'll keep it interesting. So we're going to recap the waivers or the big kind of marquee waiver claims of the week. Um, as we look at it here, I, I don't know. I mean, I presume that you guys are all looking at telegram. Certainly. I hope that you are. Uh, but Giacomo was just saying he didn't even make any claims last night, which is spoken like a true champion. Um, no, I did. I said, I didn't know. I forgot to put Eli <coughs> Mitchell. You see that? It's, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So you put a block in and just didn't process yes. it. I was going to say, did you not see my Steven Seagal eating a carrot casually? Because that was me just, kind I did, of, uh, I was, you know, <laughs> I was eagerly awaiting the uh, results of this. So, you know, I think the big news here is Eli Mitchell replacing the aforementioned uh, Raheem Mosert. Um, James is bringing him home. It makes sense. James is a 49er guy. But what is new to me, James is normally pretty stingy in the front half of the year. Uh, James isn't a guy who really makes big splashes a lot of times with his fab budget but it's a little over 60%, 664 or so percent mm-hmm. on that bid. So 125 of his 200 goes to Eli Mitchell. He brings him home. Um, but he had company there. He beat out quite a, quite a number of other suitors, including you with a, a $0 bid. And <laughs> interestingly and unrelated, Brad also bid $0. Brad, I forgot. That, I just uh, forgot. I, I would have put like 20. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't think it <laughs> – Listen, you can get he can be a league winner. I'm not saying he couldn't. So right. it's worth it's worth a risk. And he, I think James has enough running back that that it's worth a risk. But the problem is it's the 49ers running backs. Like for year, you know, Trey Sermon was a higher draft pick. You right. know, and I know he 
that that get what's their coach's name is he the young shanahan they're yeah. wily man they do stuff like well let's sit sermon because we're playing the freaking lions we're gonna beat them so let's make everybody think that yeah we don't really like sermon that much but maybe sermon's actually really a beast and right. they're gonna you know what i'm saying i mean i'm, I'm serious why not do that uh, no i would say i mean it's entirely unpredictable i i think the way they use brandon Ayuk is an indication of yeah. how worried they were about the lions uh and then on top of that uh, I added, I wouldn't register here because it wasn't for any money, but I added Jamichael Hasty uh, in this league and others, not yeah. because I think Jamichael Hasty is going to be the beneficiary, but because of injuries, because of just that offense and how it produces leading rushers. Um, you know, where I own Trey Sermon, I also wanted to get Hasty as well, or if at least I could afford the roster spot. So, you know, a big get for James already has some running back depth. He adds to that depth now by adding uh, Eli Mitchell. And I think as a 49ers fan, maybe that factors in to his, uh, his willingness to run up the bid, but it's a, it's a rare move for James. It was a decisive move in this league and our other league uh, making a very big commitment. Um, so, so congrats to him. I, he outbid barrel at $82 myself at 79. And I thought that was a rich offer. My 79, I felt like, Ooh, maybe I'm crazy for doing this, but uh Bellotto was in the mix too. Pretty much everybody put in an offer here. Uh, as I mentioned though, uh, Brad's bit of $0 is pretty funny to me, particularly because he asked this morning what the budget was. <laughs> That's uh, right. He thought, it was yeah. presumably more than $0. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, there's a lot of buttons. It is a site designed for people who, you know, enjoy a very Japanese experience. So I can understand that could be disorienting. So Jock, a question for you. Who in the world is Kenneth Gainwell? I think Dan told me, he goes, this guy's last name is Gainwell, and that means yard, so I'm going to pick him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, well, I read, I think he's a rookie. He's the backup to Miles Sanders, and everybody thought Boston Scott was going to be the backup, but this guy got, there you go, he got nine carries and he scored a touchdown. But is that worth 65? What, you know, 30% uh, uh, of your yeah. free agent budget? I don't think so. No, I mean, he got nine carries. That's backup amount of carries. That's what that is. Yeah, um, it's so, suspect for me, particularly with no notable injury to Miles Sanders. But, uh, you know, Dan, Dan doesn't make a lot of foolhardy moves. Uh, this is one, it's question mark to me. But, you know, uh, there was, you know, James being in the mix on this means it's probably not a terrible decision. Although, yeah. albeit for a significantly lower dollar amount. I will say, and I know I hate the Denver receivers, but I... Uh, you got that Tim Patrick. I remember watching him in a couple games last year, um, and he's he's awesome. He he's there, the one the receiver for Denver that you just see the most. Just seems mm -hmm. to be getting the most action is him. And I know he had a good game week one. So for seventeen bucks, that's a good that that's a potential really good pickup there. Yeah, and again, James being in the mix t tends to be you know. As much as I, uh, James and I have a rivalry, James in the world of fantasy football has proven with the, the banners he's hanging in the rafters that he tends to know what he's doing, I think, particularly in free agency over uh, draft, although I think he had a pretty solid draft this year. He accelerates in free agency. So he was trying to get in on Tim Patrick's too. Uh, as I said, I was disappointed with Jerry Judy just because I think he had, uh, you know, he was really standing out as the guy they wanted to make their focal point of their offense. He was primed for a breakout uh, season, but with that high ankle sprain, we're going to see him kind of out of the mix. But Tim Patrick's kind of a beast. He's a big guy, uh, and, and it, he has done it last year. He pretty consistently 
quietly, I think because his name is almost easy. He's got a very forgettable name. Tim Patrick is just like the most made up Madden <laughs> franchise mode 2025 draft pick that you get. What about Tara? Maybe he's related to Tara Patrick. Oh, huh? yeah. Hey, well, all right. You know, <laughs> it's possible. Perhaps he could introduce us. I wonder, I wonder if he ever gets that question. Um, <laughs> He's probably like say he's mean already. You know, he, bad? Tim, anyway, pa Tim Patrick is probably like 22 yeah. years old. And if you said, are you related to Tara Patrick? There's a good chance he'd have no idea who that is. Yeah, no, you're that, probably no, right. My sister's name is Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave and I'm old and weird. In any case, Mark Ingram, um, I just want to tee you up for this. So let's start. The Mighty Mike Barrel brings home. Mark Ingram, huge get or dead guy, Giacomo, go. I mean, he's not a dead guy because I like Mark Ingram. Like, you know, with the Saints, with I mean, he's obviously – but like I said, Houston basically played an expansion team. Jacksonville completely redid their whole team, right? So right. I, I I don't know. I wouldn't have offered anything for him. James yeah, tries to get every running back, and I know right. he's good at fantasy. Don't get me wrong. But he tries to get every running back. That's his That's his strategy, as we like to – mispronounce it well, so you know that's <laughs> well you're talking yeah, that's not but for 17 it's not bad i mean it's not bad you're talking the sports man you got my ear we're talking the sports <laughs> no i don't think it's bad either and for 17 great i i didn't really feel like i had room on the bench for him i'm happier with jamichael hasty lottery ticket um you know just pending what bones might break this next week um, offline also registers a bit of $0. I think that's just, you can do that maybe just to get your name in the queue. Uh, and then you can adjust it later, but it'll be fun to watch that play out over the rest of the year. And then, uh, Mark bids $2 on Chris Bloswell. Whoop do freaking do? Um, <laughs> much to add there. Kickers mm -hmm. are, well, they're not that interesting to me and, and no. as evidenced by others. So he dropped Quinn Nordine though. Did he do bad? That's a Michigan guy. I don't know. That doesn't matter. Yeah, he did. He had zero points uh, as oh, we were doing the recap. There you go. And then uh, James making a change here at kicker two. I added a defense uh, and Le'Veon Bell is now available. Should anyone want to go out? Uh, yeah, I got Larry yeah. Roundtree. I just like his name. No, nah, he's the Eckler backup now. They didn't. He got more carries. So then Justin Jackson. Yes. Yes. All right. Relevant to me in some other spaces. Christian oh, the Kirk other one getting added too is good. Christian Kirk. That's a good pickup. I've always liked him on, on the Cardinals. He had a big game. Mm -hmm. um, it, Kyler Murray's going to ball out. So that's a, that's a good pickup there. Yeah. I think that's, that's a fair call. And now we're in kind of the second tier of, you know, not these marquee overnight pickups. Uh, I added Cole Clement also, but that's, uh, you know, minor me trying to make something in the tight end space where there's not really anything going on in my roster right now. But I agree, Christian Kirk, especially for paying paying nothing to make the move is, yeah. is not bad at all. Uh, and the same with, um, let me say there was another move here that I thought was reasonably good considering not paying anything. Oh, actually, no, it was James firing Marquez Callaway because... <laughs> They had a monster game and he didn't really touch the ball. <laughs> oh God, I wish I could watch him watching that game. Yeah, James. Yeah, right. Exactly. On both sides of the ball. <laughs> Just being infuriated. Oh, the things that bring us joy, Giacomo. Well, with that, it's been another great episode of Spilt Milk. My goodness, yes, there are not words to say how much I enjoy uh, spending this time talking football with you. Hope hey. you're enjoying it as well. And I hope you guys are actually listening. If you are, just Hello. let us let us know. Somehow, I know there were some attempts. Download the podcast, man. Listen. Dan Bellato's a fan. He told me he's we got one fan. 
I like it. And then we'll expand to the just general audience who's just kind of creepily into what we have to say. <laughs> All right, Giacomo, thanks for taking time. Have a great afternoon, uh, and we will be watching the scores this week. Thank Love you, brother. Onward and upward. Love you, too. Love you guys. Take care. Good luck and stay safe. Like me too, ping ping.